Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. Good morning. I am so glad that you tuned in. I'm Titus Bartolotta. This is Solutions from the Huddle. You made it. You're here. Uh, I'm sure this has been on your calendar all week. We're so glad that you came here. There's so many things you could be watching and listening to and participating in, but thank you for being a part of the program. Uh, Listen, I don't do this alone. I get to sit next to the finest co-host in the history of mankind, Chris Allison. Good morning, my good friend. Hello, Mr. Titus. How are you? You, You're kind of a silly goose today. You're in a silly mood, which I think will make for a great show. I am in a silly mood. I posted on social media today, uh, be silly. You know, I think that I think people forget they take themselves so darn seriously. You know what right. I mean? And like silly solves problems. Silly breaks tension. Mm-hmm. Um, so so today's kind of a silly day. How was your Christmas, though? That's what oh, I my know. goodness. We had such a great time. Uh, there's nothing better. Right. When uh, from the the point that the kids come in the room yeah. after Santa visits, uh, I've got a five year old, a seven year old. Yeah. And those were the you know, especially those two just so excited and and. You know, they they run through the living room where they where they do see some of the things that they're getting and into the room. And and they're so excited that Santa has visited and that they weren't on the naughty list. Yeah. And then the other thing we did, and this is so hard because when do you bite the bullet on cell phones? Right. So I've got a 13 and a 12 year old. okay, that have not had their own cell phones. And when they tell me and have for the last three years. But dad, everyone in our class has a phone. They're Everyone's saying got that, one. They're saying that in fifth grade, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and, and I'm like, well, that, you're not everyone. Yeah. And we held off and we <laughs> held off and we held off. And they thought they had to hold off till high school. But we went ahead. Oh. And, and so the, uh, it's an eighth and a seventh grader. I still think it's young. Yeah. But, um, you know, then there's third graders running around the neighborhood that have them. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But we'll see how responsible they can be. I love it. Phones. I love so, it. I mean, yeah. so the question is, you know, at what age do you do it? And yeah. my kids already know when they get a job, okay. that's when, that, when they can pay their own cell phone bill. <laughs> hey, listen, we've got a really fantastic guest on the program today. Um, but we start the show the same way every time we ask that you'll join us. And so we do it in prayer. Uh, Lord, we ask that uh, you'd bless every aspect of the show, uh, the sponsors, the guests, the listeners, just every single person that's involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Chris, today we have uh, a good friend uh, we have Seth on the program, and I want to really quick just give kind of a brief uh, of who Seth is. But, man, people are going to fall in love with this guy. They're going to like him better than us. There's a chance he's going to be the new host moving forward. I mean, this guy is top shelf. But listen, so Seth, he's a South Carolina native uh, who discovered his love for plants at the age of 10. Uh, he became a master gardener at 18, and he continued his studies in horticulture as he began working in the nursery business at 19. So pairing his education with his on-the-job experience over the next four years of his life, he decided to grow and develop in nursery business and landscape management. Uh, He lives in South Carolina today with his wife and children, and he operates his own company called Grow Green Landscape. So the solution from today's huddle is how to design the kind of landscape that'll just radically change your backyard, really bring your dreams to reality. Seth, good morning. Welcome to the program, my friend. Good morning, Titus. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and Chris, can you tell everyone how Seth is dressed right now? I mean, hey, this is a landscape professional. Tell him. He's not joking today. He's got a, uh, so what's that, a navy blue suit, right? Yeah, it looks like a navy blue yeah, suit. With, with a uh, really wonderful green and blue bow tie. Yeah. 
a hair it. slick back. Slicked all the way. I mean, the guy looks good. That's right. I'm in pajamas, and he's <laughs> in a suit. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm here in basketball shorts and no shirt, okay, oh. and flip-flops. Um, no, way, way to go, Seth. He I looks mean, great. Yeah. They, I mean, listen, if you think when you talk to landscape folks yeah. uh, that they only wear overalls, boots, and, and, and dirty yeah. hands, yeah. Uh, you're wrong, right? I mean, so we got Seth. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Seth. What, what, what made you, of all businesses, you're such a smart guy. You could have owned any company, right? You could have went into any industry. What got you really passionate about your industry? Honestly, Titus, my, my love for plants is what really got me interested in the industry because that's the only industry that lets me work with plants. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> legally. Yeah. Legally. Exactly. Legally. Legally. Uh, no, seeing my grandmother with her immaculate gardens growing up uh, through the years, uh, I just, uh, I, I really have never been able to put my finger on it, but it just, same All right, you just grow. said immaculate. Hold on. Oh, yeah. What's the difference if you came and saw my garden in my house? Um, I, what, what makes something immaculate? Because I don't know that I've ever heard anybody. This is what I love real quick. The passion of Seth, right? I mean, the guy said immaculate to describe yes. a garden. Yes. If we can get half of our listeners to start using that word about their own life and industry, oh, yeah. they'd see some crazy results. No, but yeah. Seth, what was it that made you say that's an immaculate garden? That's really cool. My grandmother, each day I would hear whist whistling. Out, outdoors, yeah. and I would look up the hill, and I would see a bottom, and a couple of elbows come up periodically. My grandmother <laughs> was in her garden daily, so if a weed came up, she took care of it. Mm. She kept her flowers arranged nice and organized through all of her beds. Just it was just that's how you keep a, a beautiful, beautiful garden. Wow. Um, but there are ways to do it without being in the garden every day too. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. So you see this, it inspires yeah. you as yeah. a young kid. I mean, it, I, I read your your short bio there, and it said that at eighteen you became a master. Gardener, yes. what are you talking? I wasn't a master at anything at 18. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, so uh, there was actually a program that the uh, local Clemson University puts on uh, through the Cooperative Extension Service that helps the Cooperative Extension agents who uh, I'm sure you've seen shows on television where you call in, hey, call for, with your gardening questions, like the Making It Grow program that you sure, yeah. on PBS. So I actually was, was allowed to help with that program at one point. Oh, um, wow. The Master Gardeners are, are basically an extension of the, the hired agricultural agent for the university in whatever state you're in. Okay. Most all of the states in the U.S. have, have a Master Gardener program. Mm. So I was real fortunate to get involved with that at, at 18. It's, it's a volunteer service. You give back to the community, and uh, you learn a lot. It's amazing. I bet that, in addition to the bow tie, uh, separates <laughs> you from, from perhaps folks in your industry. Is it normal, is it standard, uh, that everybody in your industry has this, this designation of Master Gardener? Is that something you have to do, or are half the landscapers out there not necessarily trained in that. So Master Gardener is it's really not even a, a it's not a, a commercial industry title, if you will. It is it is a community service title okay. that once you go through the training program, you do the volunteer time with the with the agriculture horticulture agents and you earn that title. Okay. Um, but so it is not required. Landscape contractor license in North Carolina, if you're doing a project over thirty thousand dollars, state law requires that you are licensed as a landscape contractor. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Um, so I know that I talk to both commercial and residential folks all the time. And one of the things that, that they bring up is curb appeal, right? Mm -hmm. So a commercial business that has a, a funky looking front, right? From a retail standpoint, nobody's walking in, right? No. It looks bad. Not at all. Right. Not I mean, I'm not going to go, certainly I'm not going to go to get my wallet and say, this is where I want to spend money because it looks ratty outside. Nobody does that. Nobody. And in the same breath, I think that <clears throat> folks, how we live in our, our personal life kind of affects our business life, right? If it's a mess at home, it's a mess uh, at the office. How do you help people 
really enhance their curb appeal and let the outside look as good as what the inside is. Absolutely. So, uh, Titus, it depends on really on the circumstance. So if someone was, wants to <coughs> enhance their curb appeal for a house that they're selling, usually you, you want to keep your investment as low as possible. Um, but what I tell people to do is go outside and look at the shrubs. Do the shrubs look like a sheepdog that's never been trimmed and that has rolled around in red mud? Okay, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> if so, then you might want to trim your shrubbery. Okay. Um, look down at the beds. If the beds have weeds growing in them, um, the mulch is there's really no mulch. It's just bare soil and it's, it's real shabby looking. It's time to time to do something different. Especially if you're selling the home, you've got you want to work more on a lower budget. Um, you want to have someone come in and actually cut a trench along the grass and the bed so that it has a nice clean line. Mm. Put some fresh mulch down. I recommend doing mulching after you've trimmed your shrubs. Uh, just make things nice and neat. Um, if you've got dead things, dead sh- dead branches, cut those out. If you've got holes in there, you may want to put a few shrubs in. On a, on a home you're selling or flipping. And, and you said mulch, so are you against pine needles? I am not a fan of pine needles. Um, for people on a lower budget that just want something to, to look really nice in order to sell a home, do pine needles if, if you need to. Better um, than nothing. It's better than nothing. Okay. Pine needles break down really quick. They really have to be put down about three times a year. Um, per application, pine needles are about half the price of mulch, maybe a little less. Mm. However, mulch can last you a year if you get a good premium dyed mulch. Okay. So, You know what we did? Um, you talk about having that nice cut between the mulch and the grass. Yes. So in our on our property, we decided to, to take pebbles, like, I don't know, medium-sized kind of pebbles. Yeah, rocks, yeah. And we put that in that cut. So it's like grass, mm-hmm. this nice row of maybe... Five inches, six That's inches a worth of good, good rock. thing to do. And then we have mulch. Absolutely. Um, and man, it looks really good. I'm relieved you didn't cover the whole bed with rocks. <laughs> yes, we did not. <laughs> we have seen that, and we yep. don't want to offend any of our listeners. <laughs> so if you did all rocks, good for you. It's good. It looks really good on yeah. you. Absolutely. Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. All right. So, so with curb appeal, so you're talking about somebody who's looking to sell or flip their home. Yeah. Um, and I know that most po- folks are going to talk about the interior, but I guess what's so important to you is that well, who's going to walk inside when the outside doesn't look right? So what else can we do to make sure that curb appeal looks dynamic um, when we're trying to maybe possibly get more out of our, our investment? Our Absolutely. Home? Absolutely. Make sure the lawn looks good. If, if the lawn's grown over with, with weeds, if, it, if you have one of those types of lawns that turn brown in the winter, if it has little patches of green, you need to get rid of that. You need to have hire a qualified lawn care professional to come in and spray those weeds and get rid of them. Oh, okay. um, if, if it's a, a grass that's meant to be brown for the winter, let the whole thing be brown. It'll look a lot better that way. Mm. Um, if, it's, if it's got patches throughout, it looks like you really didn't care or couldn't afford to keep up what you had. Um, so gives that perception. It gives that perception, even sure. though it's, it's probably not, be not true. Right. It's yeah. probably not the reality. It just can look that way. It's sort of like, I liken it to walking into a coffee shop. If you walk into a beautiful Italian-based coffee shop, I'm not going to call brand names on here, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> but you see a row of garbage bags lined out where people would normally be standing all the way to the front door, yeah. you're going to do an immediate 180 and walk back sure. out. Sure, sure. That's basically what your, from your, the opinion of your home starts at the street. Yeah. If it looks like a trash pile, then people probably aren't even going to enter. You know, I talk to people all the time about mindset as a coach. And I tell people that there's so many things that we do or say, or so many things that we participate or allow to be a part of our norm that, that radically affects the way we think subconsciously. Right. I mean, I'm not a a psychologist here, but anybody worth their salt will tell you um, that that everything is constantly playing a factor on how we think and, and perceive things. Totally. And I cannot agree more that, that not only are all those things important, 
for flipping and selling and all that. But we just said that it paints a perception it does. that may not be the reality. Exactly. And now your neighbors think that, but it's not even about what the neighbors think. It's hmm. about the subconscious of you pulling into your driveway, seeing that experience and it pours into your subconscious. It does. That I'm not well put together. I'm not organized. Just, and it may seem like, oh, come on, it can't be that. It no, adds it, to the it, stress it, at home. It absolutely it really does. adds to your stress it when really you're does. constantly, when your norm has become unput together, disorganized, ratty, incomplete. When that's your norm, it falls into all the areas absolutely. of your life, right? And, and on, on that note, so at this point, I'm just talking about people who are flipping or selling. But if you've got a new home or if, if you just purchased a home that's got some older shrubs, rip, rip everything out. Okay. Hire a professional designer to professionally design that thing. The front door is the highlight of the front of your home. Any landscaping that goes in needs to highlight that front entrance. It needs to point the lines in the way the landscaping flows. It needs to point to that front door. The colors need to complement the house. Shrubs never need to grow taller than the windows. Okay. Too many homes are allowed to do that. Homes are just neglected, and then the, the landscaping just crowds out the windows. It looks horrible. Proper plant selection makes a difference on that. So okay. hire a qualified designer, highlight that front entrance. If it's your home and you're staying there, make that investment. You'll feel so much better each day when you come home from a stressful day at the office. Before we take a quick break, uh, how do people reach out to you? You just said hire somebody who's a professional, and that is you. Absolutely. How so, do we do that? Yeah, go to my website, www.growgreenlandscapedesign.com. That's G-R-O-W-G-R-E-E-N, landscapedesign.com. I love it. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We've got more questions with the amazing Seth right here on Solutions from the Huddle. Titus Bartolotta is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and community leader in Charlotte, and now an author of a dynamic book entitled The Master Within. This book was designed to motivate, energize, and educate. Learn how to paint with brush strokes of brilliance when you discover how to release the master living inside yourself. The Master Within makes a great gift for family, co-workers, and anyone searching for personal development. Again, the book is entitled The Master Within by Titus Bartolotta, and it's available anywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com. Chapter One Films provides high-quality video marketing services for business owners in the Charlotte and Lake Norman area. Their goal is to help businesses grow and tell their story more effectively using video. Visit chapteronefilms.biz to learn more. That's chapteronefilms.biz. All right, and we're back. You're listening to Solutions from the Huddle right here on ESPN Charlotte. Chris Allison, Titus Bartolotta, Solutions from the Huddle, 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Seth Hudson is our guest today, and he is amazing when it comes to lawn care, owns his own business, Grow Green Landscape Design. We talked a lot about the front yard uh, in, in the first half of the show, and now we're going to kind of shift to the backyard. And, you know, that's where the craze is right now, man. I know. That's oh, it's fun. in the backyard. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this. And, and you know, Seth, Seth came to the house, actually, about a year ago. Okay. Right? Before I knew you, before I knew Blue. Um, wow. Right. And, and did. And, like, I had never seen anyone, like, get as excited and, and lay out. I mean, I had I had paint on my grass for a, for a month, man, because he had the whole thing laid out. It was it was amazing. It was fabulous. And um, you know, if, if I could have found the money, it would have been done. Yeah, like it would have been done. So Seth doesn't know this, but eventually we're going to work together. Right? Eventually, it's going to happen. I, I got to I got to find that. I, I got to find yeah, the dollars, right? right? But I'll find it. We'll get there. We're going to get there because our yard. 
has um, you know some some shrubbery in the back that was you know put in before we bought it, and, and that's about it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. about all we can do. And we've been waiting to see if we can put a pool in, and now I don't think that I don't think that's possible. So Seth to the rescue is what's going to happen. Here's my you want before we get to fire pits, man. Here's my you, you want to know my problem right now. Give it to is us. I've got three dogs, oh. and they love to dig oh. around yeah. the trees. Oh. All right, so I'm not seeing outside of one little. Um, stick tree that we planted that got eaten up. Outside of that, I'm not seeing anything dead at this point, but I do need to re-mulch you know, re it, re right. and put some soil down. But is there any tips like to keep the dogs out of that out of that area where you've got some of your mulch and, and trees laid down? Chris, apart from actually putting up a small fence to keep right. them out, That's about or, it. or even putting some mesh wire over the mulch or, or even under the mulch, they're still going to pull the mulch back. When they start getting their toenails caught, right. they're probably going to walk away. Okay. Um, other than that... <laughs> Watch them better. Maybe an invisible, <laughs> maybe an invisible dog fence right. that, that stops before your plant material yeah. begins. It's amazing. I mean, dogs there. are great, but yeah. Yeah. what can they do some damage? Oh, man, they can, they can, tear, they can wreak <laughs> havoc in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. What's the, the craze right now? I mean, is it fire pits? Is that the craze right now fire in pits, Charlotte? Fire pits, patios, really the whole outdoor living experience yeah. is, is just exploding. Now, it, it started on, on the West Coast. If anyone's watched the Brady Bunch, <laughs> <laughs> they had the patio. They had the pergola. They had the built-in kitchen back in the 60s. Okay. So all of that style has finally moved to the East Coast, and we're really loving it out here. Right. And and for you, I mean, is that would you consider that right an area of expertise for you Absolutely. we talk about the garden and, yeah, and shrubs yeah. and so forth but what about building that fire pit putting in that patio and and really designing you know maybe that area where you can where you've got your um, you got your grill and you know you can yeah, do all of yeah. your cooking and so forth is that right up your alley absolutely it's, it's actually my, my specialty i've actually become just as passionate if not more passionate about that than i'm about the, the landscaping itself um patios i have a lot of people that, that'll have me come to their home and say seth what would you do if this were your yard well what I would do in my yard would actually fit my family. What right. my wife wants to do, she wants to sit outside, sunbathe. My kids want to have a trampoline. They want to play. They want an area. I want a place to grill. I want a place to sit privately and read on a nice, quiet morning. Mm -hmm. Someone else may want to have 30 neighbors in. Mm. So I always start with what what is your lifestyle? What do you want to do in your back? It's always it's sort of like a retirement plan or a financial plan. Mm -hmm. um, begin with the end in mind. Shut your eyes and say, well, if, if I could wave a magic wand and money was not an issue, what would I be doing? What would my family, what would my friends be doing in this backyard next Saturday? That's awesome. And then just sit there. Don't answer. Just let the ideas come. And as they come, have a little notepad there. Scribble down some ideas. You don't need to design it. You don't need to sketch things out right away. Figure out what you would be doing. That's people like my job to come in and actually take your dreams and connect those to a reality that flows nicely with your home. Is anyone else excited right now? Like all I'm thinking about <laughs> is is cooking out, grilling, and having like a luxury backyard. Absolutely, he just paints the picture. Right. I wish you guys could see the smile on Seth, the passion <laughs> and joy that he has for what he does. Um, all right, Seth. So you're you're talking about the things that enhance property. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the things that connect our dream and what we consider to be relaxing and, and enjoyable to our actual realities. And that's really what people love about landscaping. I think most people instantly connect with that. Absolutely. So my question may detour us here, but so many backyards now are connecting to each other, right? Yes. I mean, like properties are getting closer together, you know, um, and, and, and you really can see everything your neighbor's doing, whether you want to or not. Yes. <laughs> How do we address privacy fence? Oh. 
How do we make sure that it doesn't negatively impact the design and all this beautiful stuff you're talking about? And then we put up some ugly things. Like, how do we address that concern? Absolutely. So it, it really depends on the size of your backyard. If your backyard is is fairly wide, that gives you a lot more room to play. And also, if you're in a subdivision that has a homeowners association slash architecture review committee, um, most communities have guidelines and they will allow certain types of fencing in that neighborhood. Some neighborhoods only allow the, the black aluminum. Some people think it's wrought iron fencing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you get no privacy with that. Yeah. Um, but some neighborhoods will allow cedar fencing, wood fencing, or even stone wall type privacy fence. But mm. the further that six foot tall fence is away from the area you're trying to have privacy in, the less privacy you have. If your next door neighbor has an upstairs loft, they can see right into your backyard. So I wouldn't recommend going out there with your shorts off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. The most that, important advice so far on the show. <laughs> Dr. Seth. Yes, sir. So, Wear shorts in the right, backyard. Right. Wear your clothes. But um, so at that point, you may want to look at some other plant materials that will supplement and provide some shade and or, uh, privacy. Um, unfortunately, privacy takes a couple of years to, to kind of grow in. Otherwise, you're spending a lot of money to buy some really large plants that may or may not do great in your yard. Um, number of plants that work really good 15 to 20 foot tall plants ligustrum white sleeve ligustrums are really good one um the old craze was red tip or leland cypress and both of those have been afflicted with diseases recently Mm. i never recommend either of those plants any anymore for anyone so um, green giant arborvitae is a really good evergreen privacy plant however it's going to grow 15 to 20 feet wide in a few years Mm. so if you've only got a five foot side yard they just went the side of your house, basically. Sure. So things like that need to need to be taken into consideration. How important is it that we get someone like you? Because you just said something that's actually really important. Now, I want our listeners to catch this. If we go to, to a local place that sells plants right. and trees, and we buy something that's small, and we go, that's pretty. And in a couple of years, it's going to grow and look even prettier. Right. If we don't actually know what it's going to turn into, right? Because, I mean, these are people that are wonderful employees, but you know they, they have time are busy and don't know where something is on aisle a lot six, of them don't know. let alone yeah. what this thing is going to turn into in five years. And you just said that something could potentially grow to be 10 times bigger than we think. Absolutely. How does that really impact our overall property value and perhaps going against HOA uh, regulations later on? How important is it to get someone like you so that we know what it's going to turn into, right? Right. And not it, create a disaster later. It is very important. I've worked with quite a few HOAs through the, through my career the last 15 years. And some subdivisions have allowed plants. They actually have a, a plant list that they provide oh, with their regulations. Okay. So that's a great place to start. I always, whenever someone hires me to do a design, I ask for their homeowner's guidelines. Okay. And I go through that. I look for setback lines. I look for plant allowances. If there's really no major restriction, there's some communities that if you plant a shrub that grows over three feet tall, you've got to have your next door neighbor's signature before really? you can submit that for approval. So little things like that can go a long way. That's, that's where a professional like I would, would really help. Yeah, and do you work directly with homeowners associations as you're doing a project? Typically, I work directly with the homeowner themselves mm-hmm. or their landscape contractor. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the landscaper will... He's keeping his crews working, <laughs> so he doesn't have time to draft a plan. Some landscape business owners don't even have the skill set. Yeah. So they would bring me in, then I would consult, and then handle that on their behalf. Seth Hudson, uh, Grow Green Landscape Design, 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Solutions from the huddle. Talking about one of my favorite topics. Because, like, we look at our backyard right now, and it's like, it's a daily conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, What about pizza oven? So, like, I have an oven Ooh, in, in the house. That's nice. I have a microwave oven. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I've got many ways inside to cook pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when this backyard mm-hmm. gets put together, if I don't have a pizza oven as part of it, I just as well not do it yeah, because well the move. wife has a damn pizza oven on yeah. her mind. Like, there you she, go. Um, is that? Are you doing a lot of those? And and. And uh, how good's the pizza? Like, is this, do I need to be looking forward to this? Yeah, well, so wood-fired pizza is obviously very, very delicious. Um, the, the options in the market for pizza ovens are ginormous. Yeah. Um, there are, I mean, just tons of them. So um, it's going to come down to what you want to invest. Yeah. Your, your budget is really going to drive what? they're not cheap. They are not cheap. They are not cheap. Yeah. I have yet to see one go in under about $9,500. Wow. If it's built in yeah. with stone, unless you get one of these prefabricated units that's like on st- a stainless steel unit that has legs. Um, but if it's a, a masonry built mm-hmm. in, you're going to budget 9000 plus right. just to put a, a pizza oven itself outdoors. Yeah, that's um, legit. So, so the, I'm yeah, still working yeah. on this. <laughs> I, I, get, I get probably... One pizza oven request yeah. per every 15 fire pit and sitting wall right. wow. requests. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, listen, we could just imagine how much money you could save not ordering pizza, right. ordering out. Seriously. Or. If you're going to live mean, there for 20 years, go ahead and make the darn investment, man. I mean, it's only, it's, listen, it's only 10 grand and look how much you're paying for pizza. It's almost $11 when you order Seriously. Pizza. I mean, <laughs> listen, but the truth is, the truth is, Seth, I mean, it, money's really not an object when we're talking about happiness and joy and, it and what it is that we want in our home. I mean, listen, when you're spending the kind of money that a home costs, when you're investing in whether it's a commercial property, a residential sure. property, at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, if it takes $20 to put in your gas tank to get to your destination, if you put $15 in, the car moves. Absolutely. It just doesn't take you to your destination. So why invest anything if you're not going to ultimately invest what it's going to be required of you to have what it is that you hope for, right? Absolutely. I, I actually wanted to take a moment and kind of touch on that totally. Yeah, um, please. I'm glad you brought that up. So um, if if you start getting quotes for your landscaping, your outdoor living area, and, and it ends up being more than you quote unquote want to afford right at the moment, wait on that next incentive. Wait on that next commission check. Be or, or, yeah, or look into a home equity line. Okay. Or if you're buying a new home through a, through a builder, ask your builder if they will allow funding to enhance that outdoor living area while your home's being built. Call me. I can design that for you. And then you can roll that in with your 30, 15 to 30-year mortgage. And that investment is minute. Yeah. And then why not? And this you is not just a home. fun purchase. This is, which no. To your point, this is actually an investment. This is a vacation spot in your backyard. Yeah. That when your family, friends come over, you're, you're blowing them away. You're having an awesome time. You really can't. I mean, you're going to spend, what, $15,000 or so sure. to, to go to, to a beautiful tropical island somewhere in one year. You're going to go for two weeks. That yeah. $15,000 is beautiful investment, beautiful memories, but it's gone. You invest $15,000 in your backyard. You've got a gift that keeps on giving, man. Yeah, and it's yours. It's yours. And, and I listen, I, like, I host parties all year long, and yeah. um, I don't invite Seth or Chris, of course. I invite, <laughs> I invite really awesome people. But come on, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. But listen, anybody that's come to a Titus party knows. I mean, we, we like to get down, man. We have Absolutely. a good time. And we've got the fire pit. We've got the whole backyard. We've got the bar area. It's a great time. And if we didn't have all those things, it would maybe just be a good time. Exactly. And not a great time. So Absolutely. I think that's really, that's really cool. But, you know, I think you're a great time technician. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I think you Absolutely. actually bring that to folks. Um, before we close our show out, is there a, a fun story or any other tips or, or anything else that you want to tell our listeners? Well, I, I do a lot of reading. I, I do a lot of commute from Lake Wiley back up to Mooresville. And uh, I've been reading this really, really, really good book. And I'd like to share just a quick paragraph if that's okay. okay. 
it says, um, this is completely off topic, but humility matters even when you are the best. Whatever the thing is that you are best at, that thing does not define you. Your character does. Character is who you are when no one is looking. It is the core of your truest self. That is taken from The Master Within, Create Your Masterpiece, by Mr. Titus Bartolotta, oh, my man, coach and mentor. Very, that is very kind of you. And Thank I, you, my friend. I did not ask your permission to no, share that. But I, uh, I, that really, really hit home with me when I read that. I appreciate Well, I appreciate it. I will, I will awesome. tell you, Seth, you are an absolute incredible professional, and I don't think humility is ever something that you don't possess. Well, thank I think you. that's why you're so endearing. And so one last time, how do we get to your website? Because you are a humble professional, and I think folks are going to want to do business with you. Thank you, Titus. It is www.growgreenlandscapedesign.com, and that is G-R-O-W-G-R-E-E-N-L-A-N-D-S-C-A-P-E-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. I love it. Guys, don't ever miss a show, but if you do, go to ESPNCharlotte.net or team-csg.com. And we can't wait to see you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, Titus Bertolotta here from Collaborative Solutions Group, inviting you to join our program that focuses on personal development and business growth. Eight topics from leadership, communication, mindset, sales, and more. Get the details by visiting team-csg.com. Limited space, visit team-csg.com. Hey guys, Titus Bertolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to stay involved and engaged in the show, we just ask that you come back every Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. right here on ESPN Charlotte, the game, 7.30. If you want to listen to the show on demand, be sure to check out ESPNCharlotte.net or team-csg.com where we podcast the show so that you can listen to it on demand. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back.